0: I've been invited to continue the God Is series last week. Pastor Chris taught you about the fact that God is a protector. Today, we're going to talk about the fact that God is faithful. Say that with me. God is faithful. Let's say it again. God is faithful. How many know that's true? He is a faithful God. In particular, today in our talk we're going to talk about the fact that He's faithful even when we don't feel Him and we don't see Him at work. He's still a faithful God. If you have a Bible with you, I'm going to invite you to go to Revelation chapter 1. If you don't, the verses will be on the screen for your convenience. Revelation chapter 1, I'd like to look at two verses today. Verses 17 and 18, a little bit later in the message, we'll go back up a little bit higher in chapter uh, number 1. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. John is speaking here and he says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I'm the living one. I was dead, behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Now, just by way of teaching and instruction there, where Jesus says he has the keys of death and Hades, the word Hades also means hell, so we'll use the word Hades and hell interchangeably uh, throughout the message. God is faithful. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for an opportunity to be at People's Church today today. And connect with these great people. We pray now that you'll give us anointing to teach your word. I pray that your word will be life-changing. But most of all, I just pray that it will echo throughout this service today that you are a faithful God. And we declare it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's say God is faithful together again. God is faithful. Would you bear with me, please? Because I, I need about three minutes here just to lay a foundation, just with some teaching. Then we're going to dive into the Word of God. But I believe it's very important in our talk today just, just so that we can catch up with something. Now, here in Revelation chapter 1, again, I need about three minutes. Here in Revelation chapter 1, our character of reference is a man by the name of John. At this point in the Word of God, we know him as John the Revelator. We find John in Revelation chapter 1 marooned on an island called Patmos. Now, here's what I need you to get for us to gain understanding about our talk today. The Isle of Patmos during the days of the Bible would have been equivalent to what you and I know today as the death penalty. Here's what I mean by that. You see, the Isle of Patmos was an island located four miles off the coast of Ephesus. So during the days of Scripture, they would put prisoners on a boat and ship them out four miles off the coast of Ephesus and leave them to die. You see, the Isle of Patmos was surrounded by salt water. There's no vegetation; food could not be grown on the Isle of Patmos. It's a rocky, ugly place. And so, when you take a prisoner out there and you just drop them off and and leave them, they're not going to survive. So it makes it the equivalent of what you and I know as the death penalty today, and that's how they treated prisoners that they wanted to die. Now, the prior verses we did not read, I need another minute here, A prior verses that we did not read tell us that John was taken to the Isle of Patmos just for being faithful to the call and cause of Jesus Christ. So just for being faithful to God... John is treated like a hardened criminal. How many would agree with me that's not fair? No, he's just being faithful to God. And they put him on a boat and take him out to this island and treat him like a hardened criminal. Now, John has a decision to make, and we're going to talk about God is faithful. But he has a decision to make here, even though this was beyond his control. Even though he did not deserve it, even though you and I this morning in this worship experience would agree, that's not fair. He had a choice. You see, when things come our way, we have a choice. We get better or we get bitter. And in Revelation chapter 1, verse number 10, John's decision was this. He said, I'm going to get in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Friend, do you know you can't walk in bitterness if you're in the Spirit on the Lord's day? You, you can't walk in unforgiveness and anger if you're in the Spirit on the Lord's day. So even in this difficult situation, we are going to find that God is faithful. Would you please with me, just for a moment, picture the front of this auditorium and this stage is going to serve as the spectrum of life. And, and I know that I'm, I'm speaking to some people now here on the spectrum of life that are in this worship experience today, and you're all the way on one end of the spectrum of life. And here's what I mean by that. Life's pretty good for you today. It's just really not bad. You, you really don't have a lot of complaints. Now, you might, but you don't have, you know, you're, you're feeling pretty good in your body. Your bills are paid, your your family situation's just pretty good, and, and you're sitting in this worship experience, and man, you're all the way down here on this end of the spectrum of life, and life's just it, it's just not going too bad for you right now. There are people here like that. But but I also know this just just like everywhere in the world, also in this worship experience, there there are people that may be all the way down here on the other end of the spectrum of life too. Maybe there's somebody in this worship experience today. You got a bad report from a doctor this week. Maybe here we are at the end of the month. You have no earthly idea how you're going to pay your bills. Maybe your family started unraveling just this week or in this, this last month and you're, you're down here and you're on this end of the spectrum of life and you're saying, you know what, Lynn, these, these are some of the worst days of my, my life. And, and then there are those of us that say, you know what, Lynn, I'm not all the way down there and I'm not all the way down there. I'm kind of right in the middle, you know. These aren't the best days. These aren't the worst days. I'm just kind of right. Some of you are saying, you know, Lynn, I kind of fall right here. You know, some of you might say, you know, I'm, I hope you're getting this. I'm getting tired, folks. All right. Okay. So just kind of right here, you know. But you, the truth is, we all fall at some point here on the spectrum of life. Some of us is not bad. It's good days. Some of us, these are horrible days. Right in the middle. leaning that way. I mean, We all fall somewhere We don't all fall the same place But we all fall somewhere But we do all have something in common today And that is regardless of where we fall on the spectrum of life Everyone at People's Church today needs an encounter with God You need heaven to come down and glory to fill your soul today you need a faithful God to step into your circumstance and situation. Oh, that's so easy for a speaker to stand up and give a talk and talk about when, when it's over here, man, these are the worst days of my life and it's terrible. And it's easy for a speaker to get up and say, God is faithful, hang in there. And I want to tell you this, friends of people's church today, even if these are the best days of your life and things are going great for you, you still need an encounter with God today. It it doesn't matter where you fall. We all need heaven to come to us today and touch. God is faithful. Say that with me again. God is faithful. There are three ways that we find in our text that Jesus came to John. Jesus came to John. First of all, I want us to look back at verse number 17 for point number one. God is faithful as our comforter. For your notes, God is faithful as comforter. Verse 17 again. When I saw him, John said, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I want us to focus on those words, knowing that God is a faithful comforter. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be... Lynn, you said that three times. I want it to get in our spirits today, friend. Do not be afraid. God is faithful. Regardless of what the headlines of the newspaper is going to say tomorrow, God is a faithful comforter. In spite of turmoil that may be going on in your personal life, God is faithful as a comforter. Now picture this here. We've got John marooned on an island called Patmos. He thinks he's all by himself. Now prior verses tell us that he's there and all of a sudden he hears this voice behind him and the Bible said it sounded like a trumpet. I guess the best way I can illustrate this is to ask you, did you ever walk into your house and think you're the only one there but somebody made a noise and you got a head start on the rapture? You ever had somebody scare you to death like that? I I mean, now you just imagine, here's John. He's on the Isle of Patmos. He thinks he's all by himself. And all of a sudden, he hears this trumpet blow behind him. Friend, I'm going to tell you, if you think you're the only one somewhere and somebody blows a trumpet behind you, you're going to move. There's going to be a reaction. Even those of you who say, but Lynn, I'm just not emotional. Yes, you are. There's going to be a reaction. So John hears this voice behind him. Sounds like a trumpet. Scripture said he fell down. Don't judge him. We might do the same thing. He fell down. The Bible said that Jesus walked over to him and placed his right hand on him. Friends, I believe at the moment that Jesus touched John, I believe John knew who was touching him because he had felt that touch before. The story on the top of the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John was present. Same thing. They each fell. Jesus went to each of them and touched them. You see... John had felt that touch before and I believe that touch brought peace to his spirit and he realized that God was a faithful comforter, ladies and gentlemen. I'm asking the Lord to just start laying his hand on people all across this worship experience today because one touch from Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, can change everything in our life if we can just have heaven touch us today and remind us that he is a faithful Full comforter see he touched him but then he not only laid his hand on him then the bible said he spoke he said do not be afraid do not be afraid 366 times in the word of god it says do not be afraid now here's the way i see that 366 times it says do not be afraid That's one for every day of the year, one extra for leap year, we're covered. So every day of your life, you can get out of bed and say, Today, I will not fear, for the Comforter is walking beside me. He leads me beside still waters. He is my peace in the midst of the storm. He is my refuge in the midst of turmoil. He is a God of peace. Peace, you see, because he's a faithful comforter. Ladies and Jesus touched him and Jesus spoke to him. Then I like this verse in your notes, but John 14, 27, Jesus speaking to his disciples. And he said, peace, I leave with you. Oh, I'm glad he said that. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, Jesus says, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. There's that phrase again, do not be afraid. So first of all, I want to remind us today that God is a faithful comforter if you're in the midst of turmoil. He's a faithful comforter. If you're all the way on that end of the spectrum, he's a faithful comforter. Point number two now in your notes, let's also notice that God is a faithful conqueror. Verse 18, he's talking to John and he said, I am the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive forever and ever. In other words, John, I'm not just going to be your peace, I'm going to be your power. I'm not just a comforter, but I'm also your conqueror. And the analogy he used was, I was dead, but now I'm alive. People's Church, do you know that you serve a risen Savior today? And that's good not only at Easter. That's good 365 days a week. Our God is alive. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He is a faithful conqueror. But let me ask you this. Did you ever feel like your problems separated you from God? Did you ever feel like that? That you knew you needed to get to God, but Pastor Brian and a couple of guys are going to come and help me with a little illustration here just to kind of illustrate this. But there are so many times we feel like that our problems are kind of between us and God. Pastor Brian's going to help me. He's going to stand right here kind of facing me. Now, folks, I need you to really stretch yourself. I need you to really use your imagination here because for this illustration, Pastor Brian is going to be God. I, I know it's hard folks just stretch would you just stretch. you're the only one smiling pastor brian you're the name all right so he's gonna be god here just for this illustration how many will help me remind pastor brian after this illustration he not god anymore come on now we just, just oh man what a response there okay okay now i need these two guys they're going to kind of come and stand shoulder to shoulder guys thank you Right here, okay? Now, just for this illustration, I know it's hard to say, but who's this? That's, God. That's so hard to say, isn't it, all... Then these guys are my problem. Don't amen that. Okay? So now, I've got a problem between me and God. I felt like that a million times. How about you? Yeah. Now, I know, as a Christ follower, even... When I'm on the Isle of Patmos and I got problems, I still need to get to God. I know that. I know. So I think, how am I going to get to God when my problem seems so big here? How am I going to? So sometimes, do you ever do this? Sometimes I get real mad at my problems. I get real ticked off. Do you ever just want to tell your bills to get out of your house? Get out! And don't you come back. Come on. Now. Just go. You, sometime that thing, you, you know, it's just between you and God, and you just get so mad. So, you know what you think? I think, man, I'm going to man up here. I'm going to bully through. I, I'm going to get to. And it doesn't work. That kind of hurt there a little bit. Need a little workman's comp here. I think that's. A... Sometimes you try to plow through that thing. You're so angry at your problem. You want it out. But guess what? Doesn't work, does it? Sometimes we find ourselves, we still on the other side of our problem separated from God. Okay, that didn't work. I'll just go around. Just a minute. I'm dizzy now. Hallelujah. (laughs) If you're working an old man up here, sometimes you go around. It don't work. That problem seems to just keep falling. Am I speaking to anybody but me in this house right now? I mean, I mean, just that thing just keeps. It just kind of. So now that didn't work. So I'm going to get spiritual. No, I'm just going to speak it away. No, that problem's gone. It's not here. It's not really there. Guess what? It's there. Now, I see the look in some of your eyes. You're saying, jump them, Lynn, jump them. I see what you're thinking. I'm short-legged in case you didn't notice. It ain't going to happen, baby. It ain't going to. So I couldn't go through it. I couldn't go around it. I tried to even be. And guess what? My problem's still between me and God. So here's what God's saying to us today. Here's what the Lord went. He's reminding us he's a faithful conqueror. My problem's bigger than me, but it's not bigger than him. So all of our efforts to get to God might be in vain. So God's saying, why don't you just relax? And why don't you let me come to you today? And God gets to us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it very much. Amen. When God comes... Pastor Brian, you're not God anymore. Just want you to know that. Amen. He's he's done. See, sometimes we work so hard to try to press through and get through that problem, but he's a conquering God, and he's faithful. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He was dead, but now he's alive, and it's so hard. But you see the way God just kind of stepped through. You know why? Because our problems aren't bigger than God today. No matter what kind of problem you may be representing in this service today, it may seem bigger than you. It's not bigger than your God. He's a faithful comforter and a God of peace. He's a faithful conqueror and a God of power. Point number three in your notes today, I want to show us a third way that Jesus came to John on the Isle of Patmos. First of all, he was faithful as a comforter. Secondly, he's faithful as a conqueror. The last part of verse number 18 says this. Jesus speaking, he said, I hold the keys of death and Hades or death and hell. I hold the keys of death and hell. So number one, he said, I'm comforter. Number two, I'm a faithful conqueror. Number three, I'm a faithful carrier of the keys. A faithful carrier of the of the keys. I'll explain this to you. We're going to have a moment of confession before we teach you the Word of God any further. In fact, I'm going to ask you a question, and when I ask, you will admit it by raising your hand. And while you're confessing with an uplifted hand, I want you to look around the people around you, and if they should have their hand up, but don't point at them. How many's nervous right now in the house? Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. It's confession time. Everybody tell the truth. How many's ever had the distinct privilege of ever locking your keys in your car? Come on. Come on. Well, praise God. That's the best response. I should have started with that right there. That's a... Unbelievable. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but you know, it's not usually one of those things you discover later. You usually know it right then. You know, it's like you close that car door and oh man, and the spirit immediately comes on you. Not the spirit of God, the spirit of stupid. How many know that spirit? Come on, my Lord, man. So, I, last time for me, I'm out in the middle of a mall parking lot. I close the car door and, oh, man, sitting there. Now, my next move then is I start looking around. Come on, how many like to be stupid by yourself? <laughs> Come on, I don't want you participating in this with me. I'm going to do this all alone. I don't. So I'm looking around to see if anybody saw this. Now, the next move, I don't know why we do it. I do it. You do it. You drive by people all the time that's doing it. We peer through the window. <laughs> yeah, there they are. Yeah, I'm stupid. That confirms it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's going to change something. You know, we're sitting there. Now my keys start singing na 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 na. Nah. You just get ticked. You want to punch that window, don't you? I'm sorry. I forgot how holy you are. I'm sorry. You would never. Then this guy comes. I'm in the mall parking lot. Then this guy comes up to me and asks me the dumbest question I've ever been asked in my life. Really? This, I can't remember a dumber question. He walks up to me. and says, what would you do? I said, well, I locked my keys in my car. This is the dumbest question I've ever been asked. He said, really? How'd you do that? Did you ever have a conversation with someone, and when they walk away, you thought of something you wish you'd have said? This was one of those moments for me. The next time I run into this guy, I've got an answer. Next time he says, how'd you do that? I'm going to say, I crawled out the exhaust pipe. He acts like I plotted that and planned it, you know. Like I got up that morning and said, you know, I think I'll go to the mall parking lot and lock my keys in my car and stand there and look real stupid. You know, the next thing we do is we go and we call a friend or family member and we tell them how stupid we've been, but they're kin to us and already knew it. They bring a duplicate set of keys. We take those keys. We get in the car. Have you noticed this, though? We'll get in our car and we'll pull those keys out of the ignition. For the rest of the day, we treat those keys like it was their fault. Stupid keys, dumb keys, you did it. And we vow to those keys and God, I'll never do this again. How many's done it twice? Come on, oh my, my Lord. The thing that saves us is a duplicate set of keys. Or else you got to call a locksmith. (laughs) Must have a church full of locksmiths here today. I don't know. That duplicate set of keys gets us in that car. Jesus has just told John, I have the keys of death and hell. Here's what I want to tell you, people's church. To that set of keys, there is no duplicate set. There's just one. And Jesus said, I've got them. And if Jesus has them, the devil don't. The devil don't. No. Not a demon in hell that has them. Because Jesus said, I've got them. There's no duplicates there. I have the keys of death and hell. Now, what does that mean to us? What is... In closing, I want to share this with you. Jesus says, I have the keys to death. Now, according to Scripture, in, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9 and verse 27, the Bible says this, just as a man is destined to die once, and after that, to face judgment. So we all have an appointment with death, according to Scripture. We're not looking forward to it. We don't want to rush it, but it, it, it's there, okay? But Second Corinthians, then, chapter number 5 and verse number 8 says this. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and home with the Lord. So you see what Paul is saying here. When I'm away from my body, I'm home with the Lord. So picture this. Since we have an appointment with death, since we're going to die at some point, when we do, as Christ followers, Jesus rises up and says to us, I got that key. And he comes into our spirit unlocks death. And for us to be absent from our body is to be present with the Lord. So for Jesus to say, I have the keys of death, that means and reminds each one of us that God is faithful to prepare a place for us. And one day you and I are going to rule and reign with him, ladies and gentlemen, forever, because he's faithful to his promises. You see, I go one step further as I close. I want to let you know, hell's never created a lock that Jesus doesn't have the key to. You may be experiencing some kind of bondage in your life. Maybe it's anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, I don't know. But today, Jesus says, I've got that key. God is faithful as comforter, conqueror, and carrier of the keys. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness.